Welcome, one and all, to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast, where we explore ideas that challenge the status quo, expand your perspective, and empower your mind. I'm your host, Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, and I invite you on a journey of thought-provoking conversations as I step out of the college classroom to discuss, analyze, and critique all aspects of culture, society, and politics that impact your life today and have the potential to reshape your future. So welcome to a podcast that stands for the power of intellectual exploration. Welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone who is a card-carrying Democrat or card-carrying Republican, and you don't even need to ask them a question on a topic on, oh, let's just say COVID vaccines, because you already know their stance based on their political leanings. Or maybe you're listening in to our wonderful corporate media that curates news specifically to a demographic, whether that be conservative like Fox News or a liberal perspective, CNN or MSNBC, and you already know how they're going to cover any given story before, you know, the well-makeup clown starts reading the teleprompter or maybe just uh, listening into a politician in D.C. on a microphone. You know, they take that microphone and they have that oh-so-carefully choreographed statement And you could not only know what they will say, but, well, you could pretty much write the speech for the politician based on the political party before they even open their mouth. I mean, when was the last time ever that you have been surprised by a politician's statement on any given topic? And and it doesn't matter whether it's the left or the right-leaning on immigration or tax policy or or any controversial topic for ma- for that matter you know they they all line up like sheep and they support the party line this my friends is called mono thinking you may not have ever heard the term mono thinker but but out of the gate you can identify a mono thinker by a number of things or or problems Because they explain the solution with the same answer. I've been guilty of this myself, and my guess is you have too. And the only way we can get better at it is if we recognize it, understand it, and try to avoid it. You know, today in politics, if you're a Democrat, uh, who's public enemy number one? Well, of course, it's Donald Trump. On any question, who caused this problem in America? Trump, who caused that problem in America? Trump, who caused the other problem in America? Trump, if you're a Republican right now, who caused this problem? Well, Joe Biden, 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 or Biden administration or DNC for those who are pretty certain Joe Biden isn't even coherent or lucid enough to make any decisions. But you get the point. Mono thinking is not good for you and I. To fall into this thinking pattern. But the political parties want us here. They want us all to be monothinkers. In the realm of complex issues in our crazy world. Such as war in the Ukraine. Or poverty on the rise. Or national debt through the roof. Or mind-numbing immigration issues. It's not uncommon 
for some individuals, if not most individuals, to attribute all these very multifaceted problems to one single root cause, often exemplified by the vilification of capitalism or socialism or the Republicans or the Democrats, this oversimplification, this this recycling of explanations where the demand for straightforward answers is put as the primary thing of importance versus analyzing and developing a nuanced and sophisticated understanding of a given topic. This is required to reach true root causes. If even you can ever find one exactly. The monothinker though, they must show allegiance to the group every time, all the time. This is why their solutions to, well, pretty much anything is almost always the same. And the cause of the problems are often the same. They must not listen to anything from the other side. And in fact, listening to the other side makes them angry and frustrated almost every single time. The monothinker must refuse to admit any cognitive dissonance or that, other, or, or that the potential that the other side was actually maybe right about something. That is not allowed. I know this is hard to hear. And I'm doing this podcast a lot, even for myself, because, because I know I've been guilty of monothinking. And we all have, but we need to do better, you and I and, well, everyone. Because we're getting played by the political parties, the media, social media, tech titans, other elites attempting to manipulate us into this simplistic, one-way, binary thinking. Um, and sadly, we the people, you and I, we, we have failed to think deeply enough. Let's be honest for a second here. Mono thinking, it just doesn't work. Simply doesn't work. Our world's challenges are seldom the result of one simple, solitary, all-encompassing cause. Instead, these problems, they fester and they grow and they ultimately emerge from a web of interconnected factors Influenced by history and culture, political, economic dynamics. Right now, we're just seeing just the tragedy unfold in front of our eyes in Israel with the Palestine, with the Palestinians and Hamas. And it's just such a long, hard, complex, fluid situation. And we can't solve it with mono thinking. But you know, this isn't a podcast right now about, about Israel. It's more about the concept of thinking which can be applied across anything that's going on today. And I heard that term monothinker for the first time uh, actually really recently, and I, and I really liked it. I mean, traditionally, this idea, a monothinker, was known as the reductionist theory, which is it's been around very, very long time. But but in our publics where our dialogue today, especially in regards to politics, monothinking, um, I think it's a better term. Uh, I like the word. I think it captures the essence of things well. So so let's talk about our dear monothinker, the monothinker, not only 
oversimplifies the complexities of issues, but but they also limit our ability to devise effective solutions to address matters like poverty, national debt, the Israeli-Palestinian issue, government corruption, immigration. Uh, it's imperative. Yes, it, it's imperative. It's required to delve into the intricate, the interplay of just different factors rather than resorting to a single catch-all explanation. Oh, but our dear politicians in the Democratic and Republican parties are so worried about parroting a single party narrative that they better not even dare to expand their perspective to consider anything at any time that doesn't fit its nice, neat, simple party line. So if I know one of your... So if I know one of your views and from it I can accurately predict everything else you believe then you need to be a more serious thinker let me say that one more time if I know just one of your views and from it I can accurately predict everything else you believe then maybe you need to be a more serious thinker Have you ever heard a Democrat or a Trump supporter who literally will refuse no matter what in the face of any level of evidence to even consider their position is wrong? That's monothinking. So if you tell me your view on, oh, let's say federal tax policy, and from that one view... I know your stance on abortion, immigration, healthcare, gun control, vaccines. Well, then it seems likely, not certainly, but likely that you haven't arrived at those beliefs on your own. You're following a party line. You're following monothinking. Because if if you've just unquestionably adopted an entire suite of beliefs from, from some group, that's not thinking holistically. Or here's a good one. If you give your view on gun control and the person you are speaking with says, oh, so you're one of those Trump-supporting conservatives. This, my friends, is also mono-thinking. Now, if you just shake your head in agreement at this, think about it. Do you pass those same types of judgments on other people? Do you give other people the benefit of the doubt and listen through their thinking openly? Or do you just pass judgment on them on every issue based on one response? I know I struggle with this, and that's why I say it. I I can quickly judge, even when I shouldn't, and even when I know it's monothinking. But the problem with this mindset, when I do it, is I've outsourced my worldview to the crowd and you've outsourced your worldview to the crowd. So the problem is that monothinkers, they're very predictable. Let's be honest. You actually need to hear any, and I do mean any Republican or Democrat anywhere ever hold a debate. I know what they're going to say. 
immigration, gender orientation, taxes, health care, or whatever topic. From Trump to Biden to any newbie foot soldier in the House of Representatives that the RNC or DNC has recruited to parrot the party line. I already know what that A, they're going to blame what they're, that they'll blame the other side for. Well, everything. They'll blame them for everything. And B, I know that the party line stance will be. And C, I already know they will reduce it down to a solution that is quote unquote just that easy or quote unquote is obvious or quote unquote simply requires not voting for their opponent, end quote. This, my friends, is monothinking. This, my friends, is ignorance at a very high level. These people are unreliable politicians, allies, colleagues, or even friends because, well, they can't or they will not think for themselves. This is dangerous. They will say exactly what everyone else in their group will say. This is why anyone who thinks for themselves and doesn't adhere to a cookie-cutter ideology wholesale often is unpopular and ostracized. But why do we do this? I mean, our brains kind of lead us in this direction. And I think we need to dive into this so we can understand the power of monothinking and break the habit of it. So number one, monothinking gives us simplicity and clarity. One of the primary attractions is just a clear and easily digestible narrative, making it accessible to a very broad audience. I mean, in a world that, let's face it, we are bombarded with information and complexity and People, you and I, we often gravitate towards straightforward explanations that provide a sense of order and understanding in this crazy world. I mean, our attention spans are, well, often about as long as a gerbil. And, and monothinking narratives are easy and simple and clear. We like things easy and we like them simple, even when, well... It doesn't make sense or it isn't, it isn't deep enough to actually be real or be valid the second reason we go to mono thinking is just the emotional appeal of it our politicians i'm sorry to say it they're they're just not the smartest people in the room and their ability to think critically rationally with humility is about oh on a scale of one to a hundred it seems most days about a negative 50 in general but the simple narratives tap into people's emotions more effectively. Country, family, relationships, money. Heck, politicians know how to strike that right chord at the right time. It works perfect for a politician to create a clear villain or source of blame, which can be reduced down to one simple problem. This is emotionally satisfying to think. We found the root cause in something. We found that the one person, that one thing to point the finger at, and then we can attack it. This approach provides a target for all of our frustration, our anger, our fear. Gives individuals like you and I an outlet for our emotion. It's incredibly tribal. It's very raw and it's very effective to herd the monothinkers into lockstep and to pull that voting lever one way or the other. Both parties do it. It's very common. 
the other thing of monothinkers is confirmation bias. We we all have this problem. I know I do, and I and I have to fight it all the time. You and I are naturally inclined to seek information that confirms our existing beliefs. We like to be right. I love to be right. A monothinker can reinforce their their preconceived notions by staying in their bubble, following people they agree with, watching cable news that feeds their belief, listening to podcasts that reinforce their thinking, etc., etc. I I mean, you get the point. As this confirmation bias is comforting, it's reassuring even when it oversimplifies reality. It's like a warm, comfy blanket on a cold winter's night. We we can easily wrap ourselves up in our biases and, and we live there all of the time. This is why you get frustration sometimes when someone from one party to the other will just literally deny facts in front of their face. They have that confirmation bias and they're not going to let it go no matter what. Mono thinking also, it, it helps our, our, it helps alleviate our cognitive load. I mean, let's face it, our, our, let, let, let's just be real here. Understanding complex issues it requires a lot of mental effort, time and resources, mental resources. Our days get busy, stressful, and full of stuff. And I know for me and probably for you, I, I look for shortcuts sometimes when I shouldn't to avoid expending excessive mental energy on comprehending multifaceted problems. Let's just talk about Israel for one second. That horrific attack by Hamas. I instantaneously, you know what my first thought was? You just need to wipe Hamas off the planet Earth. And then you stop and think about it. And you know that all these, there's tons, millions of innocent Palestinians inside of Gaza that are not Hamas. And Hamas uses them, uses them as shields. And so if Israel would just do that initial, my initial thought was just bomb, end them. How many millions of innocent women, children, Elderly would be killed in the middle of that. See, I was all upset because all the Israelis who were brutally killed and tortured. But then my initial mono thinking would have had me do exactly the same thing to innocent Palestinians who had no desire to support Hamas, didn't support Hamas, but just happened to be there. I mean, really, when you think about it, how much mental energy... Can I spend on, say, solving the Israeli conflict versus uh, versus just brain dumping instantaneously to one thing? So, you know, when our cognitive load is low, it's just easy to resort to mono thinking and reduce very big and hard and complex problems down to blaming one person one group, one political party, and we have to be so careful about that. Another problem with mono thinking, it, it creates an us versus them mentality. You know, the bad thing, maybe the worst thing, is that mono thinking leads to a tribalistic us versus them mentality. It creates a sense of unity among those who subscribe to the same view, fostering a strong sense of identity and belonging within a group. You know, 
it's now so bad in the United States that a 2022 Pew Research poll found 92% of Democrats say they have little or no trust in the Republican Party to do what's right for the country. Likewise, 88% of Republicans said they have little or no trust in the Democratic Party to do what's right for the country. That's about as tribal as you can get. That's like that 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 that's not like two parties that are supposed to work for the common good of the people. That's like two parties at war. I guess we shouldn't be surprised from the Democrats or the Republicans that they would intentionally promote monothinking narratives to advance their agendas. I mean, simplifying complex issues can make it easier to rally supporters around a common cause, mobilize for political purpose. I mean, really, think about it. It takes brains and analysis and hard work and critical thinking and humility to actually solve really hard, difficult issues. And well, it sure seems that most of the time, both parties are far too worried about scoring political points and getting reelected than actually solving real problems. I think that's been evident not just recently, probably the last 20, 30, 40 years at least. So a monothinker is very tribal by nature. And in ancient cultures, this this was something that was a good thing. I mean, it helped people stay alive. You know, a tribe pro- uh, provided protection from predators. I mean, in, in comparison to a cheetah or a grizzly bear, humans are relatively weak and vulnerable. Living in a tribe provided protection from predators is... As members of the tribe could work together to defend themselves. You know, a tribe provides access to resources. Living in a tribe uh, makes it easier to find things such as shelter and food and clothing and water and dispersion of duties. Uh, share information, work together. Uh, a tribe provides social support. Living in a tribe provides companionship. I mean, this was especially important. Raising children, caring for elderly or even other tribes, when they would try and attempt to overrun another tribe, that's that social support, that structure, it was, well, required for life and death. But our tribes today, social media, friend groups, news media, political parties, have become toxic. They don't add to life, but rather in many ways our tribes have become a, a, a petri dish for diseased and weak thinking. Our tribes have created in many ways an explosion of monothinkers. So I think it's time you and I and, and we as a, as a culture, as a society, we, we evaluate ourselves. I know I need to constantly evaluate my mindset, especially in regards to politics As silly season is coming upon us once again in the United States of America. I mean, 2024 elections are right around the corner and we will be bombarded like nuclear bomb bombarded with mono thinking one liners and and commercials and ads. I mean, look for it, identify it and don't support that monstrosity. Call it out when you hear it. And surely don't trust it when it comes out of the mouths of politicians who want to promise you the world with a simple thing to solve a very complex problem. One way you know that you are not a monothinker is one of the toughest things. In the tribal monothinking warfare game, the most reliable members of the monothinking tribe are the most popular. 
the most intellectually free, critically thinking people are the ones that get ostracized because they don't follow the orthodoxy exactly as it's scripted. Where do you fall in that? Challenge yourself to be one of those few and proud people that can analyze every single issue independently with no fear of fitting into this group or that group as one of the greatest signs that you're not a monothinker is to have a monothinker say, you are now one of them. Oh, you must be one of those Trump lovers or Biden lovers because, well, you disagree, dared to disagree with the orthodoxy. Just something to think about as you reflect on your own mindset. We can all get better. We should all push ourselves towards a broader and deeper perspective. Thank you for listening in today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and leave you with something you can take forward and utilize in your life or maybe gives you some a new perspective and understanding. You know, if every single day we just pick up a little bit of insight, knowledge, or spark of curiosity, then by the end of the year, we'll be miles ahead of where we are right now. So I encourage you to continue nurturing your curiosity with an open mind and an open heart. If you found value in our discussions and want to stay connected, don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. By subscribing, you never miss an episode. Oh, and one more thing, consider subscribing to my newsletter. A link is provided in the show notes. I publish articles, discuss books I'm reading, provide curated content directly to your inbox, and it's always free 100% of the time. And just as I despise being spammed in my inbox, I promise I never sell your information and I won't abuse your time by sending you stuff constantly. So as we wrap up today's journey, remember that the pursuit of knowledge and understanding knows no bounds. Keep exploring, keep questioning, keep pushing the boundaries of your intellect. Together, we're creating a community that values ideas and fosters intellectual freedom. Until the next time, keep your mind open, your heart curious, and your spirit free. Thank you for being part of the Intellectual Freedom Podcast.